It is December 1st, 2001. This is the KOLL Podcast Week 12 Review Show. Welcome into the podcast as always. I am your host, Stefan Siggs. Today on the podcast, I'm going to break down week 12. Uh, That's about it. I got some business to talk about. Some business to talk about. And then we're going to have a little... uh, Well, let me put it this way. Blake Bottles, Tony Romo, Arigato, Mr. Roboto, everybody's favorite analysts, were on again tonight. And we just had some fun. We talked some football. We made some jokes. We laughed. It was a good time. Uh, Pleased and and ready to share that with you. But first of all, there's something that's just grinding my gears, and that is Antonio Gibson. Since who's Justice Beaver? Let's just drop the facade here. Myself, since I traded Antonio Gibson, I bitched all season long about Antonio Gibson not seeing the football, not getting the touches I was looking for, not getting the production I was looking for, and all told, I traded him away. For for Jerry Judy, who has potential for a great NFL career, could be a terrific fantasy asset. But he's not the player I expected Antonio Gibson to be. I traded him away three weeks ago. Since then, he has seen 24 carries, 19 carries, 29 carries. carries. He also had seven receptions this past week. That means 36 touches for Antonio Gibson this past week. Like, like what the hell? I, I mean... All, all year long, Washington, all you had to do is give the ball to Antonio Gibson, and you didn't do it, and you're losing, and you're lo- and now look what happens. Now Washington all of a sudden is back in the playoff hunt. They have a chance to, to do it. They're winning football games, and why is it? Because you're giving the ball to your best player. What took so long? I lost faith in Washington. I had lost faith in Antonio Gibson. I thought it was done. He's one of my favorite players. I love him. I wanted him on my roster, and because of the the – the misfortune, the misfortune that is, was thrust upon me by the Washington coaching staff by not giving Antonio the Gibson the football frustrated me into not only trading him but also a second round pick for Jerry Judy. What a moron! Anyway, here we go. Week twelve, K O L L. Who's Justice Beaver is our first clinched. Division winner, they defeat the Oracle 161 to 91. Congratulations, who's Justice Beaver on locking down the division. The Melonheads win again. 152 over Devante's Inferno 109. The Melonheads, watch out. They are climbing the leaderboards and maybe doing themselves a disservice in the long run. I don't know. I know I'm a Jaguars fan. At this point in the season, I'd rather them just keep losing. 
The longest yard comes up short forever on clean. I didn't write it down, but is that seven in a row? What's his record? Four, eight, four. He's eight and four. Give me a second. Give me a second. Why didn't I write? Okay. He's eight and four. Eight and four. What does that give him? Six straight wins or something? I don't know. He's he's freaking on fire. 146 to 110 over the longest yard. I had this whole sheet, the show doc, if you will, if I want to be official, official here. My show doc here, and I uh, I forgot to write in the records for the top five in the AP poll. I, I mean, I'm just going off of memory. I think I know him. But that's besides the point. I did not. See, this was always my problem in school, even back in the day. I'd sit down to do homework, and then I'd just never finish it. That's why my grades were so bad. That's why I'm now uh, Stefan Sakes, fantasy football podcast host. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, 144. Dispatches of the Thick Decks, 132. Nick Top, Greg Bottom's another team. They're, you know... Getting getting hot heading into the playoffs. We'll see. The Long Island Beasts are finally starting to show up. They defeat the E.T. Elians 151-103. And finally, the DeLongles, the highest scoring team in the league, defeat Austin 316, 152-112. Your top scoring team this week is Who's Justice Beaver. We are going to have our first ever exclusive interview with Who's Justice Beaver up next, the lowest scoring team, the Oracle, 91.3. The highest scoring played quarterback this week was by the DeLongles, Josh Allen, 30.7. The Long Island Beast had the highest scoring running back, who was Leonard Fournette at 44.1. And who's Justice Beaver had the highest scoring wide receiver this week, Jalen Waddle, 28.7. High-scoring bench players, ignore the quarterback, wasn't worth playing anyway. The highest-scoring the highest scoring bench running back and bench wide receiver were both also played by the DeLongles. Elijah Mitchell went for 27.8, and Kendrick Bourne went for 24.1. Congratulations, DeLongles, on your non-play of those two players. Interestingly enough, he had that many points on his bench. It was the second-highest-scoring team this week, really the third, the Melonheads. The Melonheads, that's right. You heard me right. I said the Melonheads were the second highest scoring team this week. Very impressive. Uh, the most efficient team, the longest yard, 100% of his points were played this week, which was only 110.02. Uh, I guess that's why you lose. The least efficient team this week, Austin 316, 77%. Played 112.74 out of a possible 148.38. Now, I want to break down a little business. Um, uh, I wanted to... I have this idea, this concept. Let me let me know what you guys think. Uh, a little added bonus to winning the league. I'm going to let the winner of the league every year re- Name the league. You can name it anything you want. You can name it shit, poop, fart nugget. I don't care. Whatever you want to name it. You can name it forever on clean, stinky diaper. I don't give a shit. The winner of the league every single year this dynasty exists. The winner of the dynasty 
has the ability to rename the whole league. And then we're going to give last place a little something, something. They're going to get to rename the divisions. I mean, you know, I just kind of went with a little wrestling lore as my divisions this year. But, you know, last place, the Oracle will have a chance to rename the divisions. So that's kind of interesting. The other little business note I wanted to talk about. And again, I'll put this in a in a, in a poll on the uh, old sleeper app. Uh, after this podcast airs, I'll give it a day for everyone to listen. <laughs> Sorry about that. And then I will uh, uh, post a little poll. Do you guys prefer that we keep the divisions as they are going forward as it is a dynasty or reshape those divisions, move some pieces around? Um, should this be uh, another added uh, trophy, another added uh, reward to uh, maybe the, the winner? You know, maybe last place gets to reshape the divisions. Maybe we keep the divisions and we switch it up every three years. Maybe we use the winner of three consecutive years. So three different people, three different winners, and every three years, those three winners get to reshape the divisions. Come together on it. Say maybe draft style. Maybe we do draft style. The three winners every three years, draft style, get to reshape the divisions. The Each winner gets to pick who's going to be in their division. Snake draft style. Interesting concept. Let me know what you guys think. Again, I'll drop it in the poll. Uh, you know, I like to have fun. All right. So in the race for the most points on the season, the DeLongles still lead the way. 1,899.06. The longest yard trails in by 34 points, 1865.28. The Thick Dicks are 54 points behind, 1845.86. Forever On Clean is 72 behind at 1827.18. And Who's Justice Beaver is 81 points behind at 1818.96. They are the only ones, uh, I mean, relatively in striking distance. Is anybody going to catch the DeLongos? The longest yard, I think, has a solid shot. But the way they've been playing the last couple of weeks, it seems unlikely. Now, to close it off before we go to the interview with Who's Justice Beaver... It's the AP Top 12. Number 12, the Oracle at 1 and 10. Number 11, Austin 316 is 2 and 9. Number 10, the Melonheads are 4 and 8. Number 9, the Thick Dicks are 5 and 7. Number 8, the Long Island Beasts are 5 and 7. Number 7, the E.T. Aliens are 6 and 6. Number six, Devontae's Inferno is seven and five. Number five, Nick Top Greg Bottom is eight and four. Number four, the DeLongles are eight and four. Number three, Forever Unclean is eight and four. Number two, coming off the loss, it's Longest Yard at nine and three. And back on top, it's Who's Justice Beaver. Also at nine and three, let's go here from the Beave right now. 
What is going on? This is Who's Justice Beaver. Obviously, uh, I, I was going to have an interview type segment here, but uh, let's be honest. I'm talking to myself, so I'm just going to go ahead and just spitball everything that I want to talk about right now. First and foremost, the leading score this week, 161.4. And listen, over the last three weeks, there's nobody scoring as many points as me. I I feel untouchable. I feel like I I can't be beat. I feel like I'm not going to lose another game. That's just putting it how it is. Uh, I think I'm the hottest team in the league. I have the hottest player in the league. I have the league's MVP on my team, undoubtedly. Listen, Jonathan Taylor is cruise control right now. He is scoring at a high rate. He looked dead to nails this past week against the Buccaneers and just ended up with 20 points anyway. I mean, have it, every single league I am in, the owner of Jonathan Taylor is in first place. Go and look at every, every single league that you are in. Listen, if you are listening to this right now, go look at your league. Look at the record of the guy who has Jonathan Taylor. If he is not one, two, three at the lowest, he's a terrible manager and you should kick him out of the league. Jonathan Taylor is a cheat code. Speaking of cheat codes right now, Jalen Waddell is a PPR machine. He is catching so many balls, as you're going to hear in a little bit. 77 receptions on the season already as a rookie the second most receptions all time through their first 12 games in a player's career. Jalen Waddle, and is only making Tua look even better. Tua, I don't think, is a great quarterback, but lately, the connection between Tua and Jalen Waddle is second to none. I love the pick of Jalen Waddle, and I gotta be honest, when I drafted him, Never in a million years. I thought he was going to be on my bench. I considered putting him on my taxi squad. And this man has come out and he's the number 11 receiver on the season. Suck it, everybody else. My draft pick. Speaking of draft picks, I mean, what's going on with Kyle Pitts? I know everyone's wondering. Uh, I'm I'm not overly concerned long term, but the rest of the season, I'm considering taking him out of my lineup. Let's be honest. All right, so, I mean, the last three weeks heading into the playoffs, I had the strongest strength of schedule, and it's going to show up, and that is why I'm going to finish. I'm going to finish the regular season as the number one overall seed. I'm going to have the easiest path to the championship, and I'm going to ride the easiest path right to that championship, and I'm going to shove it down my opponent's throat. I I don't want to act like this is a, a prediction, if you will, it's not a prediction. It's a in the famous words of Paul Heyman, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. I am going to march my white hairy ass up to the gates of the playoffs and knock down every single door in my way. And that trophy, that title belt, the first side plates on that title belt will read who's Justice Beaver. Who's Justice Beaver with some strong words? I don't want to act like I knew what he was going to say because I didn't, and I apologize for any offensive language. Uh, But that's who's Justice Beaver. You know, you get him on the mic, and he flies off the handle, and you can't really control him. He's got a bit of an ego, he's a bit of an asshole. 
just he's a, the type of guy who likes to play the heel. And uh, me personally, as your commissioner, as your podcast host, we can't let Who's Justice Beaver win this championship. This is uh, the the reign of terror. <sighs> startling it scares me anyway now we are going to kick it over with that conversation i spoke about earlier between myself stefan Siggs, and my man blake bottles and my man tony romora got to mr robato we're just gonna kick some shit talk some football laugh a little little disclaimer before this starts i received some bad information during my research process so there is a stat for a particular player in there that is wrong. If you can figure out which stat it is without looking it up, kudos to you. I'll reveal who it is at the end. Anyway, enjoy the conversation. Bud. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, uh, we're just going to wait for old Gregory to log on here. Did you see... Uh... Did you see CM Punk and uh, MJF the other night? Yeah, absolutely I did. Awesome. Yeah, it was good shit. I'm tickled pink. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm torn on who needs to win that match, but good shit, right? Gotta be MJF. Hey, bud. (laughs) All right. We're going to start uh, soon. So. Barry Bonds is an idiot. <laughs> He's a doofus. <laughs> I didn't see doofus. the poll. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I think I gotta. I gotta start. Like, do we gotta do this before every podcast, and then we'll just release this as its own episode. <laughs> just <laughs> compile it all together of our nonsense beforehand. All right, so. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys like uh, we're gonna start with like this player this player and we're just gonna like you know first intuition. Um, we're gonna stash your trash and then I'm gonna do some uh, drop some stats on you. You tell me which stats you'd rather have and then I'll do the old reveal on which players they are. Uh, and then I just uh, have like so, have like five pretty random questions. All right, let's do it. All right, Word, I'll start right at two minutes, which is in 15 seconds. All right, yo, Tony, no no going outside or anything, so you get cut off. <laughs> and no business calls. Yep. He's already gone, listen. <laughs> All right, welcome into the podcast. Step on six here, as always. Got my friends Blake and Tony on the podcast today, uh, again, I guess, you know, it, it happens pretty often, I guess. Week 12 in the books already. Is that right? Week 12? Jesus Christ. It's flying by. Football goes by so fast. It's like a blur. It actually is, like, painful to be this close to the end already. All right. Well, anyway, we we don't got too much left to go in the fantasy football season, but we're going to start out today. Uh, by the way, we're just having some fun today. We're kicking it old school. We're talking some shit. Uh, just having a, having a good time talking some football. And what we're going to start out with is we're going to go. I'm going to give you guys this guy, uh, this player or this player. You tell me who you'd rather have rest of season. Let's start out with those Patriot running backs. Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson, rest of season. 
Um, off the top of my head, I, w- I would go Damian Harris. Um, I-, I think he's more versatile. I think he's going to get uh, more opportunities, um, you know, especially in a PPR format for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, S- Stevenson has a few games. I think one game in our league format, he had like 26 to 28 points. Um, but there's, you know, he has a really low floor. Um, I think Harris has the uh, higher floor. I-, I take him for the rest of the year. Tony? I, I agree with the mindset, but I'm going to go with Stevenson just because I, like I think that I, I think the way Bill Belichick works is that he kind of just moves on to somebody else, and that's the guy. So, Stevenson. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I noticed early in the game, obviously I have Ramondre on my team, so I was I was paying attention. Early in the game, he was not getting any carries, and I was kind of like, oh, he's dead. And then he finished with 10 carries, and Harris had like 12 or something like that. And it was actually pretty even. Ramondre is capable as a pass catcher as well. So um, I wanted to hear your guys' input on that specifically, obviously, because I love Ramondre. So um, I think it's Harris also. <laughs> Hey, he looked really good. I was watching, obviously, since I'm now the owner of Mac Jones, I've been watching the Patriots um, almost exclusively when they're on. And, I mean, uh, Stevenson looks – he looks fucking good um, in all areas of the game. He's I, He's got a bright future. Absolutely. So, you mentioned Mac Jones. So let's go to Mac Jones. Mac Jones or Joe Burrow? Uh, Tony, I'll let you start off. Uh, I have more faith in uh, uh, Mac Jones right now. I just I don't believe in Joe Burrow the same way. I think that Mac Jones is in a lot better situation to be successful. Even though I will say that as far as the uh, top end guys, when you have uh, Higgins and um, Chase, that uh, Burrow has that going for him, but. No, I I would take I would take Jones as far as uh, successful going forward. Okay, let's stay right there with Tony. Mac Jones or Carson Wentz? Oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins? Uh short term, I would take Kirk Cousins because I think Kirk Cousins has overperformed, but what a lot of people want to kind of pigeonhole him in. But long term, obviously. I would take Mac Jones. Okay, just wanted to see where the line was for you rest of season, so we're right there around Kirk Cousins. So let's kick it over. Blake, did you decide Mac Jones or Joe Burrow? Yeah, I'm I'm going to take Mac Jones. Um, you know, I, I love Mac Jones. I love that Patriots offense. Um, and Mac Jones is just – he's getting better and better every week. And I think that the team on a whole, but especially that offense, is really starting to gel. Um this is going to be a hot take and super controversial. I said it when the draft happened, and I'm going to say it now. I think the Bengals made a mistake taking Jamar Chase. Um, and that's not to knock Jamar Chase because I think he's a generational talent. Um, and obviously there's the, the LSU connection. Um, they, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have a special connection. Jamar, Jamar Chase is awesome, and I'm, I'm not knocking him at all. But uh, Penny Sewell, that uh, left tackle from Oregon, um, in his – Redshirt freshman year, he didn't allow a sack the entire season. Obviously, he he didn't play. He opted out in 2020. Um, but you got to protect your franchise quarterback. And I think as the year kind of goes on, uh, Joe Burrow uh, 
and the Bengals offense as a whole is um, inconsistent. Obviously, they, they played really well last week against uh, the Steelers. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I could, that, that offense is hot and cold. That offensive line is terrible. Um, I think Mac Jones has, you know, on a week-by-week basis, I think he has the higher floor. Can I um can I ask a question real quick? And I don't want to step on anybody's toes. It's a quick question, but at this point in time, I personally feel like the Patriots are going to win the AFC. Am I am I an idiot? Well, Blake called I mean, that actually on the podcast two weeks ago. I agree with you, but you're still an idiot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they are playing as the best team in the AFC, 100%. But, I, but I, when you I think take into consideration the, the rookie quarterback, like, am I an idiot? Like, are they going to, you know, go in the AFC championship and, and choke? Like, Well, well what I, wins I, in the playoffs? What wins in the playoffs? Defense and a, a run game. Coaching and defense. That's it. That's, yeah. And they have yeah. the, best, the best coach and the best defense. I and agree. I mean, like we 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 talk about Mac Jones being a 23 year old rookie, but um, I mean his composure, his leadership, and stuff. I mean he's he's showing more leadership than a lot of other quarterbacks that are veteran quarterbacks. Um, we'll see in the playoffs. I mean, you know, who know? He could be a totally different pl- player in the playoffs. But as far as um, what he's showing, not just physically throwing the football and stuff, but just his leadership. Um, I mean, he's he's basically a veteran at this point. All right, so Blake, Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins? That's an interesting comp because I think, <laughs> like, Kirk Cousins is having an excellent year. Um, I think the two are honestly comparable, and I expect Mac Jones to put up Kirk Cousins-type numbers. This, this Kirk Cousins, 2021 Kirk Cousins. Um, I'd probably go Kirk Cousins, though. I just think he's having a tremendous year. Okay. And, you know, I, without Calvin Cook out, you might throw the ball more. I just wanted to see where the line was, and it seems like you're both right around Kirk Cousins. That's fair. Uh, I got some good ones now. Hang on to your seat. Leonard Fournette or Antonio Gibson? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I I would go I would go Leonard Fournette. Um, yeah, I I don't have any reasons. I would just go Fournette. That's fine. Again, we didn't rehearse this. Uh, the questions were not revealed beforehand. This is off the cuff. That's fine. Leonard Fournette. Uh, Tony, Leonard Fournette or Antonio Gibson? Um, I think I'd go with uh, Antonio. Bias. Just because the long term. The long term. Uh, <laughs> I don't really trust Leonard Fournette. I mean, he was kind of an. He Jaguar. I don't really. He's one I have so much trust in. He's done. Not back. Can't take that away from him. Yeah. Joe Mixon over both? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was just just making sure we were on the same page there. All right. Brandon Ayuk or Van Jefferson? Oh, I love them both. I'm going to take both. Um, yeah, I, 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 I would, I would say Van Jefferson. Um, I, I think Van Jefferson's stepping into kind of that Robert Woods role, which is like huge shoes to fill. Um, you know, Odell Beckham obviously had that long touchdown. I mean, I hate Odell Beckham Jr. I, I 
whatever. Um, I, 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 Debo Samuel's the guy in in San Francisco, and uh, their their offense is a bit inconsistent. Um, they they like to run the ball a lot. Um, Ayuk is starting to get. I mean, he's he's getting volume, but I, I think Van Jefferson, the rest of the year, uh, yeah, I, I think his volume continues to increase. It's kind of interesting with Brandon Ayuk uh, because um, Debo Samuel's kind of been running as a running back the past couple of weeks. He's only gotten one catch each of the last two weeks. He's just running the ball. So Brandon Ayuk's kind of been the de facto number one for San Francisco. So I thought it was an interesting question. I agree. It seems like Van Jefferson's taking over the Robert Woods role and then Odell Beckham's kind of playing Van Jefferson. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I agree. But- uh, did you answer that, Tony? Brandon Ayuk or Van Jefferson? I Van Jefferson. I don't trust Ayuk. The way the, the Ford offense kind of operates, it seems like everyone's getting involved. Now, Van Jefferson a little bit more. Who's probably getting in the uh, Robert Woods? Okay, A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones? A.J. Dillon, um, and that's not just the rest of this year. That's the rest of their careers. A.J. Dillon for life. All right, we don't – all right, yeah, we all agree. A.J. Dillon's the man. Uh, thank you, everybody who did not accept the trades earlier in the season, allowing me to grab AJ Dillon. That was thank you, brilliant. Um, I, I proposed I was willing to trade him for third round picks, and I people rejected AJ Dillon for a third round pick in like 2024. I just want to put that out there. Uh, you know who you are. That's crazy I, to me personally, yeah, but I'd love to hear Matt's work. Uh, there's there's a lot of people that didn't want him for a third round pick either. So again, <laughs> yeah, I wish they I, have to live with that. I would have gotten that offer. I might have. I don't know. All right, this is a three yep. for Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins. Damn, that's tough. I, I would say not Amari Cooper. I was again. This was off the top of our head. I feel like. You know, I didn't. We didn't prepare at all for this. I feel like I'm back in high school taking the test. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I did randomly look at Amari Cooper the other day, and um, besides like a big week one, he hasn't really done much. Um, uh, I don't know. So I think who was the third option? It was Mike Williams, Amari Cooper, T. Higgins, T. Higgins. T. Higgins did have a breakout week last week. Well, um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Mike Williams. I'd go T. Higgins, personally. I would go T. Higgins, too. All right. Fuck, kill, marry, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) What was it? Fuck, (laughs) fuck, marry, kill? Yeah. Oh, damn. I mean, I want to fucking marry Josh Allen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would marry Josh Allen... I'd fuck Joe Burrow, uh, and yeah, I would. I'd kill Jimmy G. I mean, although I'd probably fuck him too. He's a great looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd kill Joe Burrow. 
Fuck him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, let's get into. Uh, I got some. I got some mysteries I need you guys to solve. Um, I'm going to drop some stats on you. You're going to tell me which stat line you'd rather have on your team, and I'll, I'm going to. I'm going to reveal who those stats belong to. Uh, a little fun. Okay, seventy-seven receptions, seven hundred fifty-nine yards, and five total touchdowns. Uh, 50 catches, 740 yards, six touchdowns. I, I would go stat line one, uh, th- those receptions in a PPR format. Agreed. I was hoping you would agree specifically. Um, stat line one was Jalen Waddle. Uh, the 77 for 759 and five. And the, the other stat line was CD lamb, 50 catches, 740 and six. I know wow. CD game in there, but uh, yeah, Jalen Waddle's a baller, bro. I am very happy with Jalen Waddle. Good player. I did not know he had exceptions. Uh, I did not yes, know he was having yes, that sir. kind of a year. Yes, sir. Absolutely. The, only, the only thing I would add is that, Kind of like the wild card team the rest of the year, where I think they kind of shot of making the playoffs because I look at their schedule. Um, I what are they have five wins now, right? They have they're five and seven, but the only team that I think they lose to is the Patriots. And they lose, but I mean, you're talking about nine win team. That would be crazy if the Dolphins made the playoffs. Absolutely, absolutely but insane. Okay, it kind of looks like there might be. A... No, they're definitely climbing. They are climbing. They're playing very well too. Um, it's good to see. I'm happy because, like, I, like I said before, uh, I love Brian Flores. I think he's a great coach. So I love. I hope. I hope. I hope they turn it around. That's a fantastic. All right, here we go. Forty-seven receptions, six hundred and fifty yards, and eight touchdowns. Sixty-four catches, six hundred fifty-eight yards, and four touchdowns. This is kind of a touchdowns versus receptions deal. I'm trying to do the math quick. Um, that looks damn. That looks pretty even. I think I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go number two. I would agree. My my thought too. Okay, so player number one is DK Metcalf. Player number two is Hunter Renfro. Wow. Blows the mind when you think when you look at it like that. Wow. It's shocking. It is shocking. Uh, I don't think anyone would have expected when you I mean you said they were pretty much even and they pretty much are, and I, it's Hunter Renfro and DK Metcalf. Okay, last one. This one is extra fun. 58 receptions, 647 and seven. 53 catches, 643, and two. I mean, obviously. 
Yeah, I got. I'm going. Uh, player number one. Yeah, obviously it would be player number one. Uh, player number one is Zach Ertz. <laughs> player number two is Darren Waller. Wow. It's it's so Ertz is fifty eight for six forty seven and seven. Travis Kelsey is sixty seven for eight twenty one and five. Wow, Zach. Now Zach Ertz. Um, I don't know if you have these numbers off the top of your head, but since he was, since he got traded to Arizona, I think like pr- probably like at least three of his touch three of those seven touchdowns probably came in the last like few weeks. I I believe he has four or five since he joined Arizona. Actually, wow, wow. That's... I I do not have the exact stats in front of me, but I know he had a, a multi touchdown game in there. Uh, he had another one this week. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, freaking Zach Ertz, man. I I as a joke before the season started, I traded a second round pick to uh, Tony over there. For Zach Ertz and Gerald Everett, just so I could drop Zach Ertz. (laughs) (laughs) It was kind of a joke. I wish I had that second round pick in Zach Ertz right now, though. That'd be sweet. (laughs) Okay, now I got a little mailbag. You know, some fans dropped a line on the old Twitter machine. They were hitting me up. They said, I got to know the answer to these questions. I said, okay. So the first question comes from Sam on Twitter. He says, you must get a trade rejected to survive in the KOLL. There's a bomb strapped to your chest. He says there's a bomb strapped to your chest. You have a 50-50 trade, 100% split down the middle. You need it to get rejected. Who are you sending this trade to? I'm sending it to uh, Austin 316. Uh, various various names come to mind, but Austin 316, I think he's pretty much an automatic rejection at this point, unless it's like the most one-sided trade. <laughs> Tony? I'm, I'm sending it for, uh, for everyone clean. That guy <laughs> will not accept anything. Yep. He, I mean, I, I, I've offered him like a thousand... He won't got it. He's he's ridiculous. So <laughs> okay. Uh, the next the next one comes from Eric on the website. He says, "Please rename the Washington football team." First thing that comes to your head, the w- Washington Razorbacks, and that, that is um, the I don't know what decade i'm sure aaron's old ass if he's listening to the podcast will be able to give some insight but whenever the the fans wore the the pig noses in the stands with the dresses um (laughs) the the hogs the offensive line um i was i was a fan of actually keeping the redskins name but just changing the logo to a pig or something and you know pay homage to those old offensive linemen um but yeah, I think so- something with some type of razor back or something, I-, I think would would fit. Okay, so here's my idea, and I was thinking about this at work today. Um, I was uh, I was thinking about uh, I said go birds. I said go birds to somebody at work as a joke, and uh, we got to talking, and he goes, "How many teams 
are birds. And we came to there was five birds. And I was like, how many cats are there? And we, we decided there was four. And I was like, well, there needs to be a fifth cat. So here's what I came up with. The Washington White House cats. <laughs> okay? <laughs> so it could, their logo could be like a poofy white cat. You know what I mean? But it's like the how the White House cat. I like it. I'm, uh, I mean, cats. I'm just best. trying. I love that. I'm name. just trying to even up the playing field with the cats and the birds. Uh, well, I like the White House cats. Uh, Razorbacks are cool too. That's cool. You know, that's cool. Okay, all 32 NFL mascots are in an arena, and they're gonna fight to the death. Which mascot comes out on top? Tony? Ah, <laughs> uh, the ram. He's got the horns. <laughs> there, there is a correct there. <laughs> there is a correct answer. There is a correct answer. That's not it. I, I'm gonna go with. I used to ask this. I. I've I've always wondered this question: If every animal in the existence in the animal kingdom got into a fight who would win um i think like bears are usually a popular answer but i'm gonna go with what i've always gone with and in this case it's the new england patriots and um patriots carry guns um so you could just <laughs> shoot you could shoot everybody and win guys it's the titans <laughs> it's, the, it's the titans they're fucking huge man <laughs> so a titan would beat a giant oh fuck yeah a titan would beat a giant <laughs> a giant just loafs a giant just loafs around just all fucking loafing around loafs and a titan's like a titan's like a warrior like a warrior giant i just don't like giving credit to the titans in any capacity <laughs> i hate him too man i hate him too all right on a serious note how many carries per game till you stop being considered just a wide receiver? I'm thinking like, um, you know how Cordero Patterson has the wide receiver slash running back tag on most fantasy football platforms. How many carries per game till Debo Samuel gets that same designation? I mean, my opinion would be like low. It would be like four carries. Um, I, I think historically wide receivers don't like they get what like most wide receivers don't get a single carry, uh, maybe, you know, a little reverse or something <clears> like that. But if you're consistently getting like four carries, that puts you as like a third string running back on most teams. Um, I, I would. Yeah, I would say four. Yeah, four per game. So do you I think Debo Samuel uh, should have a back designation? I mean, I wasn't even aware of those stats until you said that. I knew he was getting some rushing touchdowns, um, but I, I think at this point, yeah. He has double-digit carries in two consecutive games. Yeah, give, give him that running back. I'm in agreement. I think he should get the running back tag. I mean, especially – he has five rushing touchdowns on the season, which is pretty crazy. Just give the man the ball. Hey, Brady, my son's here. Say hi. Say hi. Say hi. Hi. There he is. Hi, Brady. Okay. 
last question. My son just wanted to make, do a little cameo real quick. Uh, I don't know what he's doing. What is the ideal draft position in a standard redraft? We'll say it's a 12-team league. I'll let Tony Tony take that one first. It depends. I you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna answer the question. I'm gonna ask a question to Brady. <laughs> he left, but he's pulling for MJF, definitely. Oh, come on. <laughs> come We're on. a heel fan. CM Punk. We're a heel family. Punk. We're a heel family. Come on. Love CM Punk. Love CM Punk. But uh, MJF's got to go over here. Come on. It's clobber time. <laughs> I wouldn't be disappointed. Uh, 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 Blake's over there like, what the fuck are these guys talking about? <laughs> you guys are speaking Spanish right now. <laughs> All right. The member. A couple grown men in tights that are yeah. fighting. What yeah. I mean, I just. I just thoroughly enjoy watching, you know, sweaty men just like roll around with each other. It's, yeah. it's kind of hot. I mean, <laughs> all right. The members of the KOLL are competing in a triathlon. Who is finishing first? Ooh. So, so wow. This is a really ambiguous question. Um, I like it. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember who the fuck's in our league. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to go. I'm going to go with like the the obvious answer. And that's Dylan. um, The youngest, um, the more athletic long brother by far. Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, Don't, don't overest, don't underestimate those smoking lungs. (laughs) Oh, true. True. That seems to benefit me the uh, most if I go with him. With who? Who's Justice Bieber? <laughs> oh! <laughs> guess what? Who's Justice Bieber pulled over after a half a mile on the run? His knees hurt and he's taking a break. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure – doesn't Troy, like, run marathons or something? I, I have no idea. I, I, seen those big, I seen those pics on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to go with him. That's a different story. No, that I would just no. like to real I would just like to interject real quick and say that I would not pick myself first, obviously, but I would finish before Nick. And I just want to make it known <laughs> that I am the more I am more athletic, more agile than Nick. I should be on top. I'm pretty sure if the twelve of us competed in a triathlon, the majority of us would be crawling across the finish line after like four <laughs> days. I think we need a uh we need a ladder match at the Lurch House. Let's go. I I can't. <laughs> I will. I cheat. Like, I'm going low blows, brass knucks. I don't care. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. That's about. That is about it for the episode today. Uh, I appreciate you guys coming on, getting some laughs, having a good time. Uh, you know. K-O-L-L podcast. Hot, hot takes, hot podcasters. Appreciate you having us on. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure talking with you, Tony, Stefan. Uh, you guys enjoy your week. Good, good luck this coming up week. All right, gentlemen. Uh, 
uh, dynasty. Uh, what are we doing again? I'm pretty stoned. Yeah, hold on. Uh, <laughs> dynasty rankings, dynasty rankings next week. Postseason awards coming in two weeks. Y'all have a fantastic week of football. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, gentlemen. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. Did you figure out which stat was wrong? Did you figure it out? It's kind of maybe more obvious than it seems. It was the Zach Ertz stat. Listen, I was on NFL.com and I was I was doing my stat research and that stuck out to me, the Zach Ertz stat. Uh, I didn't think that it was wrong, but that was NFL.com's stats. And then I went to the running backs and I was looking through the running backs and it said um, – Mark Ingram. It said Mark Ingram was fourth in the league in rushing with over 700 yards rushing. And that stuck out to me, and I sent it immediately to Blake and Tony, and I said, this isn't right, right? Question mark. And sure enough, it wasn't. Uh, Mark Ingram has is having a solid year, though, when he's on the field. Uh, that's neither here nor there. Fact of the matter is, it had the stat wrong for Mark Ingram. And uh, so obviously I was going to talk about Mark Ingram, but then I was like, that's not right. Uh, which it wasn't, and so I didn't use the Mark Ingram, but what I didn't consider was that my Zach Ertz stats were a little inflated. Overall, he's got like 40 catches for 400-something yards and five touchdowns. Uh, So would I take Zach Ertz over Darren Waller? I would take Zach Ertz over Darren Waller since he's been traded to Arizona, 100%. Darren Waller's been trash. Zach Ertz has been pretty awesome, actually. Uh, so yeah. Did you guess right? If you got it right, congratulations. You, uh, stumped the Schwab. There's an old show I used to love. Stump the Schwab. Anyway, this was the KOLL podcast week 12 post show review. Uh, and that's it. We'll catch you on the week 13 preview. KOLL podcast, Stefan Siggs signing out. Enjoy your football. That's it. That's the end of the podcast. No, really, stop listening. Turn it off. 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 Bye.